0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to In The Doll World, a show spotlighting the passion and the people of the doll community with your host, Georgette Taylor, former vice president and co-founder of Big Beautiful Dolls. Join her as she talks to fascinating doll artists, customizers, avid collectors, redesigners, authors, and all the people in between as they share their journeys, give us glimpses into their processes, and what propels their passion and drive that help to keep the down world moving and shaking. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Down World. I'm your host, Georgette Taylor, and as always, I'm excited that you're joining us today. We have such an amazing guest. Her name is Sherry Roberts-Lumpkin, and she is the founder and director of the Rag Baby Exchange. Uh, the Rad Baby Exchange is a nonprofit organization that is committed to building self-esteem in women and children through doll making. And I'm so excited that she's joining us today. Thank you for joining us today on In the Doll World, Sherry.
1: Thank you for having me, Georgette.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you about what you're doing and the things that you're that you're uh, you know helping young women and uh and and, and children be able to build self-esteem through dolls. I think that's really so important. So I just wanted you to be able to share a little bit about about yourself and also maybe tell a little bit about your journey and how you got started to creating Rag Baby Exchange.
1: Great. So, yes, I um, loved playing with dolls for a long time as a kid, Mm -hmm. maybe longer than most people. No, nah, not <laughs> not 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 for this
0: group. Definitely never
1: took Good. too long. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's great. So I ended up um, my mom gave me this little kit that was a singer sewing machine and a doll, a Barbie doll, and it was in a a case that was painted with flowers. And when you open it up, the machine was on one side and the other side was like a little closet. And I started making clothes for my dolls. Like I actually taught myself how to sew. Oh, Even nice. though my mom was an excellent seamstress. she would help me with other things that I didn't understand. But basically I taught myself how to make clothes that way. And I also um, would make dolls when I go away for the summer with my grandmother, who was a, a quilter and a, mm-hmm. a seamstress. And her mother was also. And so I just got it honestly, I guess, mm-hmm. with that. And that was such a joy because I was so into making my own clothes and fashion and uh, modeling. And I wanted to be a fashion designer. I ended up going to college to study fashion design, but I changed it to fine arts. Mm-hmm. And from there, I ended up becoming a graphic designer in my career, a graphic designer and a, a production person on magazines. So I worked for several different magazines and um None of them were glamorous, actually. Most of them were like, you know, The Crisis. It was um, Emerge, U.S. News. But mm, I still okay. had my fashion desire all in there, no matter what I did. Yeah, so that's that's what I ended up doing. And I, I became a doll maker as well. Mm-hmm. And so I would make dolls and sell them at fairs. And they were in some stores. And I made them for family and
0: stuff like that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So how did you end up doing the... Uh the uh, Rag Baby Exchange part of, of, of your designs. How did you start that community? Yeah.
1: So since I um, loved working with dolls and fashion, I started wanting to do some work at museums. So I volunteered at the Anacostia Museum of Art in Washington, D.C., was the only Black one at the time in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., Black um, museum. Mm-hmm. And so they had a show that was quilts and dolls and some watercolor paintings, but most of it was textile. And I was asked to do a workshop for kids that were coming from school as they would mm-hmm. visit. And we'd have to do a workshop. And it was different people doing workshops, but I, w- I was doing the doll making one. And as I was doing the doll making one, I noticed that all of these kids were, it didn't matter if they were Brown, Black, White, everybody mm-hmm. wanted what was famous on television as beautiful, blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. light skin. And mm-hmm. again, while that's still attractive, none of these kids had that. Mm-hmm. And it was unusual that all of them were picking this over the dark ones because I had all colors of mm-hmm. doll doll bodies created for them. And so I started asking kids if I could help doll make the doll look like them. I would, you know, they were apprehensive. I would say, I love your hair. Can I like Mm -hmm. make it look like your hair? Can I add barrettes like yours? Can I, like with a boy, I I know I like put a basketball shirt on him and Mm -hmm. he was really excited. But what I noticed after we created this doll, that each kid, and I'm not saying just a few, I'm saying all of them who actually were allowed me to help them they were looking at their dolls as if they'd never seen themselves this beautiful before. It was like, they mm-hmm. saw something they never saw. And so that had me thinking mm-hmm. about how I could help more kids. And so mm-hmm. I started studying how can I help people with self-esteem? Because I know it's not something that's just learn it. It's something that you have to you know, do for yourself and mm-hmm. continue to do. And I just started studying all kinds of ways that, self-esteem would help. And I realized that I was like, wow, this can help women because it helped me. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I needed it. Right. And so I just put in all of these steps that I thought would really help to help you learn to care for yourself, learn to love yourself, not only accept yourself as you are, but mm-hmm. accepting yourself, but also growing yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, it has proven to be a really great thing. Mm
0: hmm. Well, I I think that's really important too not just what the fact that you said, not just accepting yourself, but also accepting and and growing yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, um, Mm -hmm. it's funny. I know when I was doing, when we were doing the big, beautiful dolls, because they were the first plus size fashion dolls. For me, that was the key part of that. It was about them finding and looking at themselves and saying, okay, this is who I am. And yes, I may want to change and I may want to grow, but I still Mm -hmm. have to love where I'm at. Right. I still have to love who I am because this is this is what I have right now, presently. And it's not about that. You can't change it. It's not about you can't grow it. It's just about loving all of those processes. You know what I mean? From the beginning. And I think it's interesting that you said that when they saw the dolls, they looked at the dolls for the first time like they've never seen themselves. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. You know, that's I think so. How did that make you feel? Gave me
1: goosebumps. It actually gave me goosebumps because it it made me feel like I was that child too, that that could have helped me. Like, it was like, wow, (laughs) I didn't expect that to Mm -hmm. do that for them. And so that made me really want to do it more Mm -hmm. because I I just felt like I wouldn't want anyone not to realize that they are um, beautiful as they are. They're here. And that means that they're supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? And that yeah. they're divine enough to accept who they are, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But, that's, yeah. but that's also uh, taught as well, right? That's a, also a process yes. to learn, you know, to learn and understand that. When you were doing, I know you said that you, you created dolls before. and you created dolls like this, like the ones that you were doing with the, um, with the children before? Or, or did you create different types of dolls?
1: So I did do some paper mache dolls and, mm-hmm. and I have some, I've done some dolls. Like I'm looking at one over there out of like <laughs> pieces of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly they were, they were fabric dolls because okay. I was making rag dolls. Mm-hmm. Hence the name rag baby. <laughs> yeah. So it was, and the name came from uh, like, you know, rags to riches, like mm. you real you were this, but you're beautiful, you know? So um Yeah.
0: Okay. I was, that's
1: why I was doing rag dolls.
0: So now when you do the workshops with the children, because, you know, we, we, there's dolls that are used for everything. And we know, you know, dolls are definitely important. I think in therapy, uh, yes. because it does allow a child to not just play, but to explore and to be mm-hmm. able to, you know, um, you know, share with people. I mean, they use them in in, 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 you know, children have been abused or things like that, you know, and have them talk through the process or whatever it is, but how, how do you see your dolls in, in the Rag Baby Exchange helping children within their self-esteem? How does that, what does that look like for them when they're doing these dolls?
1: Well, what it looks like for them, and one thing I would say is I have a workshop called Raising a Superhero that I use for kids mostly. And this, this, this thing is so amazing because kids are pretty accepting of other people But yet they are watching other people and they're watching what you're saying. Like you could, you may never say to any child, you're not attractive. You're just ugly. But you can say all the time, oh, so-and-so's daughter is so pretty. Her hair is curly. Her skin is light. Her eyes are light. Oh my God. I just think that child is so pretty. And this other child is sitting here going. "Mm." So also the same thing with superheroes, like they don't, They're seeing all of these individuals morph into these superheroes, and they're not realizing that they can be their own. So Mm. I created Raising a Superhero because I have a little guy in my life that is my grandchild Mm -hmm. who was very, very shy. He was so shy. But one day I was taking him to a party, which was his cousins on a different side of his family, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and he didn't know them very well. And he was like, "Uh, I don't, I'm I'm probably not going to go. And I'm like, but I bought you a cape because this is a a superhero party. He's like, you bought me a cape? And I was like, yeah, it was just a nondescript cape. It didn't have any superhero on it. So he put on this cape, he put on this mask and he said, okay, I'm ready to go now. And I was (laughs) like, okay. So we went and I asked him, it was sort of like May or April. And I, I had the window down in the car and he was in his car seat. And I was like, are you cold? And he's like, no, superheroes don't get cold. So I was just like, mm. "What happened? Like he just transformed. Transform. Just his cape, right?" <laughs> so <laughs> what I what I thought about was how I could make them understand that they have they are their own heroes, and mm-hmm. they don't need a Superman. I mean, okay, I like all of them. Of course, I love Black Panther, but they are their own, right? And so I started doing a workshop where I would um, help them understand about bullying and that a lot of bullies are in pain themselves Mm -hmm. or that even what they're saying about people, how it hurts them. We do this whole exercise where we create a person and we tear the person down and we try to put the person back together again. And Mm -hmm. then we show that even though you may say, I'm sorry, that person still could be broken. Mm -hmm. And then we start to create a doll of ourselves. And as we create the doll, we're creating the doll from our soul outward. And Mm -hmm. so I help them to release negative self-talk about themselves, about things they've said to other people Mm -hmm. or things that people have said to them. And I help them to forgive that and replace it with a positive affirmation. Mm -hmm. And with these affirmations, I help them write. Sometimes they're young. So we just use one word. Right. Oh, I'll just be like, I'm powerful. I'm Mm -hmm. smart. I'm Mm -hmm. loved. You know, and we stuff those into this doll. Mm-hmm. And as we stuff those into this doll, we are talking about the fact that we are filling ourselves with love. And so that is the real powerful moment for them because they are feeling like in this little piece of of cloth, they're making it the magic that they are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that exercise alone helps them to remember.
0: Yeah. I'm, I was already like into that already. <laughs> We're <talking about> it. <laughs> it's, something that, it's something that, you know, me, I, you know, like, I think we all struggle with, you know, our own belief yes. of who we are. And the reason I said, I, I, I love this part about what we, what you do is that I've been into words for so many years and words really shifted how I felt about who I was because I, I never thought that there was certain characteristics you know, that I owned of of who I was. And I had to use words to help me get past that for myself. So um, I definitely think it's really important. I do know, I was was listening to one of your your other interviews and you mentioned something about the fact that affirmations are great, but we also have to understand that it's a process too. So it's not even though the words can definitely create energy around that, you can't just leave it at that word. You have to right. be able to. So talk a little bit about that and then talk a little bit how that works with, with children. You know, I mean, I understand maybe adults may understand a little differently, but how does that work with mm-hmm. children? When they put a word in there, how do you talk to them about either using that word or uh, the process of how that works for them?
1: Yeah, so sure. So what I do is after I have them, I have them actually write down these statements or words that hurt mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And we do a process of um getting rid of them, and we tear them up, and I make sure that when they tear them up, that if they drop any, they have to pick them up because that's like kryptonite, right? So <laughs> you should see them. They're so cute. They're like, "Oh my God, don't let any little don't. piece fall, <laughs> like you know, and so we're trying to get them in the trash and make sure, and if one falls, they're like running to get it. Oh no, So that's really cool. i like I love mm-hmm. when they're getting that, you know, and mm-hmm. so then, um, we rewrite these statements into these affirmations, mm-hmm. but I have them say them, and I I have them you know look into a mirror, and I have mm-hmm. them say them to themselves. It's very hard for some of us to look into yes. a mirror. It's mirror work hard. is challenging. <laughs> mirror work is challenging, and for them, I just give them a a short um, amount of time of doing the mirror work. But I have this little trick where I have them blow bubbles. They're like one, two, three. I am powerful. Like have everyone say all Mm -hmm. of their different ones at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not concentrating on anybody else, Mm -hmm. but the energy is being lifted in the room. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, you can hear all of them together, especially if I'm doing a school where I have like 20 kids at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so after they do that, then they blow the bubbles at themselves in the mirror. There's giggles, there's laughter. Then we go one, two, three, next statement. I am strong, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So then we blow the bubbles again and it's just, Laughter and bubbles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the idea of this is because when you say an affirmation, you can't just say it like it's right. rote. You can't just be like, oh, I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are times when you might, that might be the only way you can get to the That's next right. step. Exactly. But to get to the next step is to feel it. You have yes. to feel the energy mm-hmm. of this. And the more you say it, the more you say it with feeling and you're laughing and you're happy the more it it becomes believable Mm -hmm. for you, for your mind, for the universe to catch on that this Mm -hmm. is what you mean. And so this is is how I help them to Mm -hmm. not just say it as rote, but to find a way to laugh and be happy mm-hmm. when they're saying. Right.
0: It. And then I think the fact that, you know, you do incorporate that into the dolls, right? The dolls didn't become that a statement piece for them, you know, that thing that they can look at and say, okay, this is, this is what I created with this doll. When I was creating this doll, this is how I felt, so, you know? So your love doll, is in there. Yeah. So your love is in yes. there. So I, I created this, I filled this with love and 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 now I can use this doll and I could play with this doll and get that type, that same energy because it's something that yeah. connects them to something that's powerful, you know, which is part of themselves.
1: I had a 16 year old say to me that, um, well, tell the whole audience because she did not want to make the doll because she's 16. But she was actually in a um, juvenile detention center where I did a mm-hmm. workshop. And so she had to do it because it was mandated and did it. And said at the end that she didn't want to do it. But what she realized is as she was stuffing these affirmations into the doll, she said nobody had ever put love inside of her and that she wanted to make sure she would put love inside of her daughter. And that mm, just blew me away. Like I still get chills. Like I just, chill, yeah. just got a chill,
0: literally. Just got a chill too when you said
1: that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that is everything. That wow. means everything to me that she felt that way. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I've had I've had older people and senior citizens say this as mm-hmm. well in different ways. But right, right. when she mentioned that, it touched me a lot. And I mm-hmm. thought, then this work is really yeah. good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm so I yeah. I'm so excited. I am so excited about what you do and I can't wait to talk to you at a different time because I have so many, okay. so many things I would love to to work with you on uh, with this because okay. it's I think it's just really powerful. I'm just excited. I'm excited that the children get an opportunity to be able to build self-esteem through creating these dolls that you bring them. I want to talk a little bit though too about we, we've had doll tests run about how we feel yep, about ourselves for years. Okay, <laughs> yeah. even even you know back when they did the first one, we've had at least several other you know doll tests run, and we have the same, same, it, exact, the same exact, exact outcome. Yeah. Uh, oh so. my goodness. <laughs> So, and we talk to a lot of of people on In the Doll World about the dolls that they create, and they all come from different places on why they create them. But we know one of the things is always about representation, you know, always... That's the key to the majority of the people who come on and say, I wanted a doll because I wanted a doll that looked like that, either something I didn't have when I grew up or I wanted to see a doll that looked like that because I never saw it, uh, but to offer an opportunity to have representation. And so what I want to talk to you about, especially since you deal with children, is the connection between Black dolls and the lack of self-esteem right? that we have and the fact that we now have a, a, a good amount of Black dolls out there a good amount of different uh, options, but still we keep coming up with the same outcome. And um, I think it is getting a little bit better. I really do, but I do still feel that there's an interesting connection between Black dolls and self-esteem.
1: It totally is.
0: Okay. And you, you um, are doing and- this work con- currently. Yes. So you still yes. see the, and and so talk about, you know, what you see and what, I want to say, how can that change? But you, you know what I'm trying to right. say. right?
1: No, I feel you. So <laughs> listen, from the time I started doing this, I had, I've, I usually have five to seven different fabric colors that represent. Our colors in the rainbow, mm-hmm. you know, from from really light mm-hmm. Muslim to really dark. There have been times when I've even had a black fabric, which mm-hmm. never does well, you know. So we wow. stopped featuring the black fabric, but I do have a very dark brown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so when I come, I I often now before COVID, I always bought, like say I did, I had twenty people, I bought like maybe thirty dolls, mm-hmm. all different colors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. I would, I would literally let people just pick their dolls and not say, not say anything. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm speaking of kids, but these things happen with adults as well. But so we're speaking of kids. So I'll let them pick. And, um, when they get back to their seats and maybe somebody didn't, the last person didn't pick yet and she could be my color or darker Mm -hmm. and I could have a dark doll and I could have a white doll left. Almost always. the white doll and I let them pick it. But then I make an opportunity to have a discussion after everyone sits down. We talk, let's talk about color. Let's talk about why, you know, Mm -hmm. we would choose colors that weren't close to ours. And then most people would, some people would say things like, well, none of these really match my color. And then I have to explain to them, well, it's fabric. So it's a representation (laughs) of your color. Mm -hmm. But if you were to choose a white doll when you're dark, you know, why? Now I will, I honestly will tell you that I have, it has been times when I've had white people choose brown dolls and I didn't even Mm -hmm. question it. And I felt like I didn't question it because I already feel like they understand that they are worthy and that they can choose whatever they want. And I'm, I'm honored that they would choose Brown because they want to choose Mm -hmm. that because they think it's beautiful. Right. But with black and brown children, I don't let it slide. Mm-hmm. And I will have a conversation and I will not push anybody because I'm not going to push anybody and make them, you know, feel isolated. Right. or right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Most of the time I have been able to get them to choose a color closer to them. Not all the time, but I would mm-hmm. say 90 percent of the time, mm-hmm. because the conversation always goes to what people say mm-hmm. that that's black and that's ugly. I I look like an African and I have to really question that. Why is that a derogatory statement? Why is that making you cry? I have to ask them and I have to explain to them that Africa is a continent Mm -hmm. and that all people are different and all people are beautiful, just like we are here. Um, And I have to explain to them that these are things that you've heard in the media in films
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and You've heard other people say, including Black people say, because they were taught by the same right. media and film that you were right. taught and by the same powers that be. Mm-hmm. So I often get them to understand that. One time I was actually in Cuba and we were at an Afro Cuban mm-hmm. doll workshop. And I was one of the doll makers and guests there and teaching some kids. And I asked a little boy who was brown. Why did he choose the white doll? And he told me, Because this doll represents peace and purity. He said, why he said Blanca represents peace and purity and love. And I said, Why doesn't brown I mean you're brown, mm-hmm. so why don't you? He's like, No, oh, I just because the this is more this is more peaceful. And I said, But I want you to choose your color and then put the clothes on it that's peaceful. So he was like, I just feel like the white is more, you know, and I explained to him and I, I really had to explain to him that you were not, I don't know how we got on this conversation, but I said, you are not, you were not a slave. Your family were not <laughs> slaves. They were enslaved. They didn't come from the continent as a slave. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that when I said that to him, something clicked in him. Cause he didn't realize that we were not a people that were just bad mm. and that black was just bad. Just I bad. mean, right. yes, black is a color, but he was, he was mm-hmm. equating it to people and the, mm-hmm. the negative connotation of all black right. people. Right. And then when I said that, it really, I mean, it was amazing. His eyes got big and I, and I mentioned that, you know, there were lots of Kings and Queens. He was honored. And then he was like, Oh, okay. It was like, he'd never heard it before. You know, and that just just blew me away. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's not just here; mm-hmm. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And so yeah. that yeah. that part is hard. I I like that the doll making when it's done, when you see all the dolls together, there's such a variety of beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while everybody's not an artist, every doll still comes out beautiful. Yeah. If you're just yeah. free enough to ma- just mm-hmm. let go, yeah. you know. And kids, yeah. kids once they start to create, they have no no inhibitions about right. if something matches or
0: if something, <laughs> if something doesn't yes yeah yeah and i have true. no
1: problem with them being mm-hmm. amazing creators yeah, yeah.
0: that's cool mm-hmm. now how do you um what kind of i know you were just talking about the skin i mean the colors that you use the fabrics what mm-hmm. do you use for hair do you have different types of uh fabrics for hair what do you offer so
1: yeah mostly it's yarn and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of really great yarns now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At one time I did use some uh, weave hair okay. and it just for teenagers, it just caused like, they just rushed to like take it and it's, none is left for the other ones. So I stopped <laughs> using weave hair because okay. I just felt like it was just becoming an yes. issue of mm-hmm. who wanted what. So I found all kinds of yarns, you know, they got loop yarns and straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yarns are great.
0: That's So great, I too. use different kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great too, because I think it gives people obviously a, another chance to see the different fabrics, you know, that you can use and you don't, yes. have to. like you said, just stick with hair. You can use yarn to create hair. And the fact that there's a wide variety now and so many different yeah. colors too. I think that's really helpful. Textures and yes. everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so really, really I mean, cool. there's some yarns that look like locks, some that look like curls. It's just a great, it.
0: Yes hmm Yeah, that's really, really cool. You finished talking about the um the the process that the children go through when they're when they're doing that. I know you said you offer two programs. So um you you mentioned raising a super superhero program. Yes. And then you have your inner doll workshop. Now is yes. the inner doll workshop the one that you mentioned before about putting in the uh the affirmations, or you do that in both of those and and and, and why are they different?
1: So I do that in both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Raising a Superhero relates to children where they are. Um, mm-hmm. That's for children that are um, elementary to maybe a, a fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, because that's really like, we don't spend a lot of time on writing affirmations. They could just use a word that's right. powerful. Mm-hmm. We also do the bullying thing. And so we also create capes and we ask them what it is they like to put in the world. You know, what is it that they would like to help somebody with?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I ask them, what do you think you need for that? And then they'll give me ideas if they need a cane, if they need a, I don't know, all right. kinds of things mm-hmm. that they might need, Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then we try to create that. And then they actually get a surprise at the end. A lot of them don't know that at the end, they're going to cross over into the, afro- the um, acronym ROS. So we're going to cross over into Rosland. And at the end of that, I give them a special gift, right? Mm -hmm. And that's perfect for the kids. So you're in a doll workshop is pretty much, you're in a doll workshop is the first workshop. Raising a superhero came out of that for young kids. kids. And so we're doing pretty much the same kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We don't don't deal with the bullying part of it, but Mm -hmm. we also, um, after we have done our affirmations and we have stuffed our dolls, we also do parts. We have. I can. I can arrange the workshop. Like, if we want to make concentrate on healing, if mm-hmm. we have a group of women that want to concentrate on healing, mm-hmm. maybe it's a breast cancer survivor group. Maybe it's just you know people who have different element elements mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. they want to heal from, or if it's about ancestors. So mm-hmm. after we have stuffed the doll, then we will do a bit of a. A meditation on healing, Mm -hmm. and I like for people to find the space on their body that is in the Mm -hmm. pain, even if it's not a physical pain. It could be your heart like hurting, it -hmm. could be your brain, it could be all of those things. Um, We find that space, we put either a flower there or a heart there, Mm -hmm. and we hold it there, and we we thank this this thing that has given us the issue, Mm -hmm. and we thank them for helping us to to notice it. And create the change that we need for it, and then we bless it so with a flower. We, you know, meditate on it, and we let it go. Okay. And then we go on to the next step to create the next thing. So we have all kinds of little, different little um, exercises that we do while we're creating the doll.
0: But I like about that, too, is that you introduce other things into that, you know, like you said, meditation, things like that, that can be introduced into into an environment to help people deal with stress or all other things in their Mm -hmm. lives, too, which obviously um, will hold you back from feeling empowered. Right. So. So I think that's Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really great that you do that. Now, I know that a lot of your workshops were done in person mm-hmm. before COVID. Um, yeah. And now that we're in COVID, uh, how has mm-hmm. that, I'm going to say we're still in it. Okay. We are. So yes, we're still we are. In yeah. it. How has that really changed how you are um, moving the rag baby exchange forward and how has it put you behind? How have you dealt with that? With the, the ebbs yeah. and flows of
1: that? So it was, it actually put me behind, but it actually made me pivot mm-hmm. that has set me mm-hmm. on a, A positive um plight right so at the beginning i um did a lot of online meditations Mm -hmm. and without the dolls just like a lot of meditation and it was really crazy because people were asking me uh to do meditations and i was the doll maker but i (laughs) guess it just really related because we did these things in the workshop and then um I did do a workshop because I couldn't wrap my head around how to do the doll making workshop and Mm -hmm. get all the supplies. So I ended up doing a doll called the Abayomi doll. And the Abayomi doll is a doll from the transatlantic slave trade. Most of these people were going to the Caribbean or going from the Caribbean here. It was was mostly like a a bit of an African Caribbean thing, Mm -hmm. but it also came to the United States as well. Where what they would do is they would, um, if a child was taken away from their mom or father or whatever, they would take their clothing and they would make strips of fabric, right? And they take Mm -hmm. these strips of fabric and they would make knots to create a doll. And in making these knots, as Mm -hmm. they were making each knot, they would put in a prayer or affirmation or some kind of healing thing. And it would mm-hmm. be thoughts that while they were doing it. So when they finished, they had this little doll that was like a protection doll and it fit in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. but it was a rag doll. Okay. So that you could hold it and you could put it in your pocket mm-hmm. and you could give it to the child. So the child would feel comforted or the, or the parent would keep it, or you would give it to your loved one. And so I used that doll because of my own affirmations that I do and the power of um, meditation. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of Abayomi dolls during that time, workshops, and I combined it with another friend of mine who does aroma therapy mm-hmm. meditation. And so we created little packages with the strips of fabric and then some um, oils and scents. Mm-hmm. And then we just went through the process of creating the dolls. And during that time, I realized that I had always wanted to do a nice little box for my own doll making. And I created that box during that time. I created a box that can be a a subscription box. Actually, it is about to be that Mm -hmm. soon. But the box has all the things you need for creating the doll. Oh, nice. But I would still do it online with you. Mm
0: -hmm. And I was
1: able to create that box. Um, It has a little mirror in it, everything so that you can follow the steps or the directions. Mm -hmm. And I put all the information in it. I shrink wrapped my stuffing Mm -hmm. and got that in there. And I ended up doing a lot more workshops with schools and um, girl organizations Mm -hmm. and some women's organizations and some churches. So I was able to do that. That's how I pivoted. And that pivot has caused me to be able to use that that now for my subscription boxes, Mm -hmm. which will probably be maybe four times a year with different Mm -hmm. themes. Okay. So, yeah. And that would be, thank you. And it'd be based on some of the places that I've gone to do the workshop.
0: Great. Well, that's a great opportunity. Like you said, to, you know, to be able to figure out how to pivot, you know, to, yes, to to keep what you do alive, you know, and, and be able to share that with, with other people. Yeah.
1: That was very hard at first. And then one day it just was like, bing, Oh yeah, that's too bad. So, you know, I designed it and mm-hmm. sent it and had it, had it made and it took so long. I was just like, oh my goodness, I have to figure out the way. Then I realized that the reason why I was taking so long is that everybody was doing a subscription box. Right. At time, exactly. COVID, yes. That's and they were true. behind. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that is yeah. true. That is true. So, um, since, you, since you've pivoted and you, you, you've made other changes within the Rag Baby Exchange uh, organization, yes. what are your goals for the next two to three years uh, in, uh, for a Rag Baby Exchange?
1: Yeah, so my goal for the next years is to uh, get more donations because we are a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> like do more opportunities for donations mm-hmm. and um, have maybe sponsors Mm-hmm. Um, the next uh, few months, I'm working on a healing from colorism workshop. And also for myself personally, I have uh, some dolls that I think I've sent to you that are about healing from colorism. Mm-hmm. And I'm really working on a few things a garden, um, posters, public mm-hmm. service announcements. Mm-hmm. All I'm just trying to really get that done because I feel like. Not only do we need a healing, our whole country and our whole world from so many things, we also have this thing that is uh, generational yes. healing yes. that I think colorism is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And of course, colorism is directly related to racism, but I think that we have to change our consciousness and really work mm-hmm. on that. So that's a big thing for me. That's what I want to work on.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I um, you're going to do that through, through your dolls too. So it's amazing work. I think when you can use dolls to help to, uh, enhance somebody's self-esteem or to help them feel yeah. better about themselves or to help them to heal physically and mentally. Um, I, I think people underestimate the power of a doll.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. I, re- I remember the question being to me a long time ago before I became a nonprofit and I talked about it to a few people and a couple of them would be like, what a dogs going to do? It's like, and they thought it was frivolous. And I'm glad I didn't listen to them because I wouldn't have gotten as far as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. But it did bother me, so I had to use my <laughs> own, um, you know, methods on myself to, right. to get me through. <laughs> to get yeah. you through. Right. But you know, yeah. I think
0: too the, the more that you, you know, you know how dolls have affected people and affected you in your life, and, and and just by sharing that, how you see how the transformation is when you when you have these dolls, not just for kids but for adults too, because I think. Mm-hmm children learn from adults. And if you have adults that are not uh, empowered um, or understand their own value or worth, okay. Mm -hmm. Then uh, a lot of times, you know, children suffer because of that. And um, I agree, you know, so, um, so I think doing this work with, with children and with, um, and with adults through dolls, I think is, 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 is just as powerful, you know, Uh, have you had any mommy Mm -hmm. daughter type of workshops yet?
1: I have had some of those. those Yes. Um, And sometimes, yeah, they're great. And sometimes you just have a workshop and they just show up together.
0: Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I think, you know, you asked me what do I see in the next two or three years is I do see the subscription boxes being Mm -hmm. really popular with themes like, you know, you could get, you know, one box or you can get four and Mm -hmm. I can see Mommy, daughter being one of the themes for mm-hmm. the boxes. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, mommy, mommy, yeah. sons too. Now I'm, a, I'm, am a son. Yes, I'm a mommy sure. son person. Me you too. Know, me too. I don't a, have any. Daughters. And a grandson. Me either. Yes. I have any either. Exactly with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, because I think once you once men and young boys understand women and girls, you know, I think it makes for better relationships in general. Really, a powerful connection. Um,
1: Very important. And the other thing that I think that is so amazing to me is that little boys play with dolls
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: always, you know, the the men, well, I won't say all men, but a lot of um, the patriarchal society will be like, they shouldn't play with dolls. And um, I also had an incident where I was teaching at the juvenile detention center. There were lots of programs that I was part of and it was called covenant of peace. So they had Mm -hmm. a lot of different programs and Fortunately, but unfortunately, I had taught a lot of girls the doll making. And these girls, fortunately, had left the juvenile detention center. Mm. But this whole event had been planned for a while. Mm. And so there were maybe two girls left. And then, but they had already paid me for this event. I was already in the quell to be paid and I had to show up and do the work. Mm -hmm. And so they looked at me and they were like, you're gonna to have to do boys. And I was like, these are 14 to 20 year old boys. What in the world? And they have to go past a gaming truck to yeah, come to too the too. doll making workshop. It was traumatic for me. So I was in there and I said to them, you know, let's think about, you know, what you have said to your mom or your Mm -hmm. girlfriend, or some woman that you really hurt that you want to heal. Mm -hmm. I mean, out of like 12 boys, I got um, three. One halfway made his and left. The other two actually made theirs Mm. and came to me the next day at the whole event where, you know, the mayor and everybody comes and said to me, that they really enjoyed it, and they want to give it to their mom, and that really oh. that really helped me because I was struggling. <laughs> to, they were mad; they didn't want to do it. But yeah. I always say that whenever, like, if a man brings his daughter to a workshop or a fair, they get in, they get into it, and they do a great job. Yeah. I just had yeah. a um, father, a grandfather, bring his granddaughter on a grandpop mm-hmm. and me date, oh, and he helped her. So nice. He even sewed. He was like, he could sew better than some of the women. And they were like, I don't know how to sew. He was so amazing. I've had other guys make dolls for themselves and mm-hmm. do a great job. So yes. it's Me, not not for men. You're in a doll is for anybody.
0: Uh, so I would yes. just say
1: that 90 percent of my um, demographic is women.
0: Okay. But yes, right. for sure. Well, we, and it's so funny. I mean, you know, we we have these conversations, especially on in the show, on the show. And a lot of our doll designers and artists and creators are mm-hmm. men. Yes. And I mean, you know, from huge icons to just beginners. And I think it's a great opportunity for for young boys and men to see that there is a um, there is a field. There is a a creative aspect of that. And also it's it's very um, and it's a connection. You know, it's a connection yes. making dolls. It's a fashion connection, or you know, a hairstyle connection, yes. whatever. But yes. I, I think it's uh, I think it gives them an opportunity to see the all the varied ways that they can participate in the doll community and in the doll world, even if they are not men. You know, I so boys, agree. So.
1: And, and and what I will say is that what I've learned from doing workshops is a lot of women. We are really concerned about things matching and what looks pretty and what, but I just like men just come in and go for it. They're uninhibited. Like, boys and girls they just create these beautiful pieces Mm -hmm. because they're not worried about all the other stuff you know so yeah i just i've seen beautiful things created by them like that give me ideas of what i want (laughs) to put in my own doll making
0: that's so cool that is cool well i want to thank you so much sherry for being on the show i mean you have thank you uh, i love what you're doing with your rag baby exchange and i'm so excited that people will get to see uh, what you're doing with your organization, and uh, you know people people are able to find you. So let people know where they can find you. Uh, so if they want to participate or sponsor or or just help you out, I I'd like them to know where they can um, reach out to you at.
1: Thank you. They can reach me at uh, my website is ragbabyexchange dot com. There was one that's dot org, but that is not the one. It's dot com. Mm -hmm. And then you can reach me at Instagram at the Rag Baby Exchange, Facebook at the Rag Baby Exchange, and um, Twitter is Dolls Make Peace.
0: Oh, okay. That's nice. I like that. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to wish you so much, so much success with this. And, uh, and I'm so glad that you're able to show people how to love themselves and embrace themselves thank through you. doll making. Cause I think that's so important. Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. World. I appreciate it. Thank you're you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to In the Doll World. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to share the podcast with other doll enthusiasts such as yourself. They can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In the Doll World. The show can also be downloaded on all apps where podcasts are streamed. To see videos of our interviews, please visit our In the Doll World YouTube channel. And don't forget, In the Doll World is also on Alexa. Just ask Alexa to open Doll World. Did you know that you can now leave a voicemail or give us a review? We would love to hear from you or suggest a guest for the show. You can do all that by visiting www.inthedollworld.com. And until next week, add a little play into your life by collecting a doll, sharing a doll, or giving a doll a home. And again, thank you for listening to In The Doll World.